Welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie DeSanto, and we have a guest. Keenan. From it's the multiverse. Keenan. From the multiverse. <laughs> Which multiverse is this? Which mm. Keenan is it? Mm, we'll have to wait and see. Oh. Yeah. Ah, well, see me do wait, wait, wait. Let me see your fingers. Wave yes. your hands. Wave yeah. your yeah. hands. It's, always it's the not dark, the hot dog verse. It's always no, the darkest timeline, Keenan. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it's Jojo uh, Chewbacca. Oh, Jojo Chewbacca. Oh, today we are discussing the mind-bending, universe-jumping, A24 instant classic, everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm just impressed I got that. I, I think sometimes yeah. I say we could stop there. everywhere, everything, well all yep. at once. You can be finished uh, now. But first, as always, we discuss what we are drinking this episode. What does everybody have? Keenan's going to have a real story. Yeah, Keenan, you go first. <laughs> so I am currently kind of on a cleanse uh, due to a medical procedure mm-hmm. I have to go through tomorrow where they stick a camera up my bum. Not the first time. Not the first time that's happened. Uh, this well, is it's the first just, time it's the camera. Yeah, and it's, no, it's the first yeah. time it's medical. That's what it's, I thought. First time it's for medical purposes. <laughs> first time it's not going to end up on the internet. Yeah. Right, so I, I am drinking Powerade because that's all I can have right now. Okay. I'm surprised you couldn't just give them one of your OnlyFans videos. That you I know. And they, just have they, them use that for medical purposes. They said it was the wrong angles. Not, ah, well, not good lighting. Not yeah. good lighting. Not high def. The problem. Yeah. Uh, Jim? I'm having a bubbly the... Blackberry. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm with a guess grape. So that's a that's a yeah. no, right I hate grape flavored things. I know. I thought that was interesting. I was kind What's of surprised. Your least favorite artificial like fruit flavored. Ooh. Oh, it's not fruit. It's van- artificial vanilla. I hate the f- I, I Ooh, love like, real vanilla. Yeah. But I hate anything that's that fake like, like flavored a, like vanilla. Coke vanilla. Like yeah. the vanilla coke. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually see, the I vanilla that. coke's I've the one that fine. doesn't bother me as much, but it like any kind of like um, perfume, if a woman's wearing a perfume that's real vanilla-y that's or food or like, okay, but like a, a flavored creamer, your army hammer, coffee, like flavored, yes, it could be vanilla flavored coffee and creamer. Ugh. It's interesting because it could just be real vanilla. It's not. Though. How do you I know? know it's not because okay. I, I real so vanilla I'm going to answer me. the question that I asked because in another fruit, multiverse, Jim fruit, makes and vanilla. say. Banana flavored things. Yeah, really. Pretty great. I, unless it's a banana. I, I love bananas. Yeah, I love I bananas. Real bananas. I, don't like bananas. I love things made I... with actual bananas. Well, artificial banana flavor doesn't taste like banana. Mm. Like banana like, laffy taffy. Those... Think about banana oh. laffy taffy. Disgusting. I was yeah, and the, the one they had Disgusting. the tootsie rolls that were like different flavors, oh. which were just round starburst. Disgusting. They're just round starburst. Are they? Why do they feel worse? They, they, is it the yeah, wrapper? No, the they're t- less chewy. Yeah, is it comparing like, it to a Tootsie Roll, which is supposed to be chocolate flavored, that makes it yes. disgusting? Yeah. Yeah. Tootsie Rolls just always feel gross because they look like oh, little see, boobs. I like, I like Tootsie Rolls. Mm. Katie? Alice Brew. Boozy tea and botanicals. This one's English breakfast tea, lemon and lime. Mm. Lovely. Oh, there Fabulous. we go. Those are actually really good. Delicious. So exciting. Uh, I am drinking uh, Devil's Hop Yard, um, their New England style India Pale Ale, and it's like a little comic. Mm. But it just kind of tied in aesthetically imagery and some of the stuff from this. it's While we're commenting, hold on, on things that we can see with our eyes. Yes. For those of us who are seeing things 
on Facebook. If you're listening, you can go to our Facebook page and find additional video content. Content. You don't true. even have to pay for it. It's not like Patreon or any. You just, it's, we're just there. And you can see all of our studios. Brian, you have upgraded. Yes. Yeah. I see the decorations I that are happening. I see the grill. It doesn't look like you're in the basement, <laughs> Which but was you stolen are. from Keenan's wedding. I am. Yeah, yep, amazing. I, I, I actually asked Keenan if I could. Is there a Mandalorian back there? there? Have you there added is. on to the scarf collection? Yeah, the, the oh, Death Star's around here somewhere. Yeah. They've all been here <laughs> It before. looks really nice, Bri. Well, you're doing, you're you. doing a great job. Thank yeah, you. I had nice. a lot of time. The hangover from the cocktail episode, you might be saying, it took, it took a month for us to record again. We were so hungover from the cocktail. We could not record for a month. That's yeah. how... That's how old we are. That's how old we are. Um, but now it's time for a rundown of a film. It's so almost, much different. So much different than our last depends episode. Depends on how you approach it. Could be a very difficult or very easy rundown. Did I scroll down enough? I'm not looking. Perfect. Do we have music? We do. Yes. Now, the question is, is it Which this button? button, or this button? Oh, hit it. Hit the button. Yes. Evelyn is far from living the life of her dreams. When she chose to leave her family in China to travel to America with the man she loved, she didn't know what to expect. But it wasn't running a failing laundromat with a husband who seems infuriatingly happy with their small life. It wasn't a daughter who barely tolerates her. It certainly wasn't being audited by the IRS and having her every document scrutinized by a middle-aged curmudgeon. Oh, and her very judgy father is there to judge it all. David Lopin. If only there <laughs> were Lopin. worlds other than these. Oh, good job. Thanks. It's fabulous. I do wish Jim had his David Lopin t-shirt on. <gasps> I've heard, I, you know what? I haven't seen that one in a while. Eva probably wore it to bed and it's hiding somewhere in her Son room. Of, uh... Eva steals all of his t-shirts for nightgowns. Yeah. Unacceptable. I know. Unacceptable. All right. It's time for grade of the week on the scale of A plus through... F minus. Where is everything, everywhere, all at once? Keenan. This is an A plus film for me. I absolutely love this movie. Um, I I dare say it's a perfect movie for me, in my opinion. It's amazing. Very positive. Very positive to start, <laughs> Jim. Uh I am also going to give it an A plus. No, I am. I just choked on my drink. I think I think, oh. I think Katie almost just passed out. Oh my god! The, this <laughs> I stopped breathing for a minute. This is the type of movie that checks all the boxes for me of as far as like what I want in a movie. Talking rocks. Yeah. You're talking hot dog fingers. They don't actually talk. They just <laughs> lots lots of foreplay with feet. No, it's like it's like such a. a and we could talk. Oh, all right, you're great. You go. You go. <laughs> yeah, this is an A plus. I I need to watch this movie again, which is mm -hmm. usually the sign of it being a really good movie. Because I'm like, I you. So once you get through the story the first time, it's like you want to start it again so that you can look at it from a shifted perspective, and then run all of the things through. Again. Like I, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. A plus. I, I didn't like it. We have it like a C plus. All right. Um, 
I'm fucking. I know. <laughs> you have no poker You've face. You've never given anything no, a C like, plus. That is not true. That's oh, remotely I gave, good. I, I gave news. cocktail a C plus in the last episode. Yeah, but anything that's remotely good, you've never dropped below a B. Um, that's true. I, I'm going to give it an A. I'm not going to give it an A plus, but I will give it. I will definitely give it an A. So this this movie actually, I thankfully got to see it in theaters, which was amazing. Uh, we were supposed to do Morbius on Pop Adult, which if you get a chance, go over there, listen to Pop Adult, Tim from Cocktail, and me. We are the hosts. I don't know where I was going. That was a terrible plug. Anyway, Wait, Tim was in cocktail. Tim was in cocktail. Tim's in cocktail. That would uh, make for a better wow. movie, I think, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, we were supposed to watch Morbius, and literally, like, by the time that we were going to go see... And, and you were like, why? Yes. <laughs> why are we doing and this? We, we really were, and finally, our buddy Mick was like, you know what? Let's not do this. Let's actually watch everything everywhere all at once, and we saw it in the theaters unfortunately like i had to see it like in a day so i wasn't able to take mandy with me and it was one of those movies like when leaving i was like i need to share this with my wife like i need to share this experience with her like that that's how this movie like makes me feel yeah that's a good that's a good way to put it uh i i wanted to say that for me the reason i i graded it so high is that one it takes gigantic artistic swings right mm-hmm. it is not sa- a safe movie there's not playing anything safe it's a genre film in science fiction and it also is extremely emotional uh which is i think uh why i give it an a plus there is such beauty to the big and surreal nature of the storyline that can simultaneously be balanced by a very small and focused viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can interpret this story, I'd say in like two major ways and argue for both of them being correct. I, I compare this to like Inception. <laughs> <laughs> where, where i mean it blows your brain apart but at the end everything ties together and feels satisfying yeah versus inception leaves me in a dark swirly hole yeah <laughs> of, of confusion <laughs> and doubt yeah well that's but, intentional but that's, but, i know but, but I, it I know, makes right? me so feel no, but I think that's a great point, though, Katie, because I think there's it's like a a different approach in some ways to what Nolan was going for. And it's interesting to see two films, which I think evoke somewhat similar feelings in different ways, but to be able to land it in different ways, because sometimes you get these films where they they become repetitive, right? Like it's, we're going to do something totally new, totally different. And it can be that way for a little bit, but then it feels generic later. Like the ending's generic or it feels like, oh, this was a totally interesting premise. And then they had to fall back on this crutch of other films that have been unique, you know, something like, and this doesn't do that at all, which is rare. I mean, I think it's rare movies come along that are 
this totally different in a positive way because it feels like i I, when i was watching i kind of thought of something jim talks about sometimes it's like they weren't trying they were just trying to make a movie you know they weren't trying to like to create emotion in somebody they were making a movie that carried emotion in people and it wasn't like we're gonna do this we're gonna manipulate somebody into this type of feeling and i think it was right. it's pretty imp- impressive in that way. Yeah, the the movie isn't emotional. The characters they under they understand the characters so much that when they wrote wrote for them, that the characters can be emotional and you can you can relate to the characters. Whereas like you're not relating to like single moments in this movie. You're relating to like whole arcs of like. Oh, right. Yeah. When maybe when I was a teenager, I thought that nothing really mattered because it for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it it's it is a fantastic movie in that regard. And reading about there and listening to like if on the iTunes, there's like a little extra snippet on the Daniels. That is it's just a little insightful to how they work. And they seem to be like really free flowing and. Uh, yeah, which is interesting because if you were to watch this, and I haven't seen Swiss Army Man, but that looks like n- another movie that has a very unique perspective and very strange. And so, like, they're clearly following like an art auteur path, right? Like, they're not they're not making movies to be um, to make millions of dollars. Obviously, that's that's great, but they have a very artistic viewpoint that they want to follow through on. And it's clear that they love what they do and they love doing it together and that that spreads to the whole set. Like everything, yeah. yeah, Everything that was said in these interviews made it clear that like they just, the the folks in this film making this film had a blast. You know, (laughs) like they just really loved it. Well, the reality is you have to be, I would imagine as an artist, let's say an actor, unbelievably trusting in directors to go do something. Oh yeah. Like Can you this, imagine right? telling like Jamie Lee Curtis that. she's gonna have hot dog fingers and then well, like but, uh, caress but someone with stuff, her stuff, right? Like I, I find that to be so intriguing, like what the process yeah. of that is, which is it's rare to be able to do that because I'm not sure a lot of artists are as entrenched. So I mean that just says something about them, I think, off the bat that you can get people to be so trusting to say this is what this looks like on a page which has to be you're sitting there reading it i think it's almost like you're reading one of yargus's scripts for like the lobster you know or something like that you just gotta have faith in the guy that no this is this is going to land like i know you're reading this on the page and it makes absolutely no sense but this is going to land and that's like one of the feels i got from this movie is something like one of his you know like the lobster or something like that where it's just so out there so different yet people were willing just to go with it because you have to be completely invested i would imagine to give performances like you're seeing here because i can't imagine what it's like as an actor shooting these characters because from one second to another you're changing roles and doing all these types of things in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so what do we want to talk about first? Like, I the, have a the, list. like, Oh, you have a list. Okay. <laughs> I have a list. Mm-hmm. I did that one. 
I did that one. Well, you can easily go into more detail on it. I would like to talk about small round. Short round. Short round. God Short damn round. it, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that that's something that I did want to bring she, up. Yeah. That, she got uh, the round part right. I'll give her that. I totally Do you remember what movie two that names. is, Katie? Two you syllables. What, what movie was that? Do you remember? Temple of Doom? Yeah, good work. Yeah, what about another word. movie he was in? Shoot. And what his name was in that? Um, oh, was he in the movie with? No. It's in five questions. You could just scroll down. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, will she know the movie if she sees the name? I, I just. He I pinches the power. Like, yeah. Data, data. Sorry. He pinches the power. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, Keenan. Go. <laughs> I, I got Katie vibes the whole time. Michelle Yao cannot say Joe jo Bujupaki. Yeah. 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 Yes. Totally. Like, so I'm like, that's going to happen it. tonight. Yep. I'm like, that's going to happen tonight. Yep. No, and Jim said that came from one of the Daniels. Right? Yeah, it's talking from about his, his dad. dad. <laughs> Apparently, his like, dad had a hard time with movie titles, <laughs> um, and so like they they really based her, they really based the family on them. Like they thought they wanted to make a movie where they were sort of the villain. Well, they, actually, they thought they should make a multiverse movie about their fam, like their parents and the choices that led them to where, and that they would actually be the villain. So like. I thought that was fascinating. So the father would always say stuff like, "Oh, I want to see that movie like outside um, good people people uh, shooting." shooting. Yeah. and he's like, "Goodwill Hunting," like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the yeah that that's a great it's such a great little nod. Okay, to, can we have the man's name? Yeah, so he used to be Jonathan Kwan, but I think he goes more by his real name now, which is Ki Hui Kwan, I think. What incredible acting. And where has the man been for the past 30 years? Because phenomenal. He is, he was so good in this movie so that good. like about, I think like halfway through, you're sort of like, okay, I see, I see is like these two characters. And then like almost every scene he's in, it's like another level is added to like what he needs to do. Um, like, it's so crazy to think of him as Wayman, the guy in the beginning who's like scared to give his wife divorce papers. Right. To Alpha Wayman, who is like, you know, Jackie Chan. Then to like James Bond Wayman at the, at the movie premiere. And he pulls off all of them incredibly well. His mm -hmm. face changes like completely with each one. Like just the way he carries his body, like it, it's it was so impressive. I thought. I think that that's a testament, though. Like Katie, we asked that question. And I think every like few years that question can be asked of somebody, right? Like this actor who we used to see in things, and it just shows like what that industry is like. And you start looking at like the backstory of why people just aren't given roles yeah. and stuff, that, and, and it then just doesn't come down. Who to was the genius so though? Sad. That was like. He's the guy, I, I, right? I mean, like, I that, like that's agree, genius casting. Right? Like, was that the, the Daniels? Was it the casting agent? Like, who? I, I well, just think also, they nailed it. <laughs> they nailed it. Like, he, he basically took a step back from acting because he was upset with all the roles he was being offered, which were all basically short round and data. It's all the same thing. And he just felt like Asian actors were never going to be given the roles he wanted to get. Yeah. So... He just kind of went behind the camera. He's done stunt work. He's done uh, choreography. He's done directing. He's done producing. He's done a bunch of stuff. He stayed in the industry. So he stayed fresh, kind of, being around other actors. And then he saw Crazy Rich Asians. 
and that was when he was like, oh, well, maybe Hollywood is ready to actually cast Asian actors in real acting roles. And this is the first project. That yeah, it he says here. Yeah, Wikipedia has got some information. Who knows if it's credible, but. Yeah, it's saying that the Daniels were having a hard time casting the role and they found him on Twitter like literally a week or two after he got his agent to like start booking him acting jobs yeah. again. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Crazy. I, I, Thank yeah, goodness. I just I, I just one of those things again where it's like how how many amazing performers have just been shut out or pushed aside and you get regurgitated crap of certain people who can't act or perform in films who get a push that somebody like that doesn't get. This was incredible. I, and even, uh, is it Michelle? Yeoh? Yeah. Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeoh. Um, I like, I couldn't wrap my brain around the change that happened in her because like some of it, obviously with her specifically is costuming makeup. Yes. Mm eyelashes yes but the change in her whole demeanor and even just watching the shift happen so you know like wayman he is actually playing like different characters and so is she but the development of evelyn from the beginning of the film to the end in the same role and seeing how michelle yo evolves that oh, character yes jesus as she learns more and more of the oh, the skills man. and things like that yeah but and it like it just changes the whole way she holds herself right like it's not even just like now i can do kung fu pinkies it's like she becomes more like the movie star yeah even though she still looks mm. the same right there's yeah. this gradual stepping towards like comfortable in her own skin you know like live in the dream sort of but, Evelyn. But that's, but that's also interesting too, which I think is like the dynamic of casting her because it's like often in a film like this, they'll cast somebody dramatic, right? And they've never done the action or something like that. So the change of pace is like, oh, we took this person who you know yeah. as an amazing, like Daniel Day-Lewis. And now Daniel Day-Lewis is doing parkour and he's doing all like, you know, like that's, you know, I mean, like, that's I would see that the, movie. That's but Daniel Day-Lewis in Dodgeball 3. And, and I'm sure he could do it. But my point is to do the reverse of it, to have her be able to pull off the more subtle character driven things. And then you just know at some point, like the badass is going to be there. Yeah. And like, like if you're not familiar with her, she thing. is the female yeah. Jackie Chan. I mean, right? she's like, amazing. She, she is as famous in China for her martial arts stuff as Jackie Chan is. Correct? Like she's she's a well, beast. She was like, a Bond girl. Well, should we? Yes, so, does she get a title as a Bond girl? I mean, she was in the Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. Yes, she's, I don't know she's if we a Bond girl. Okay, I didn't know if we classified she is. that. Yeah, like international superstar. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you know, even like Tarantino, I, I saw this the other day. Uh, she apparently asked him why he didn't cast her in Kill Bill, and he said because no one would ever believe that Uma Thurman can beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she is so good. Yeah, she's great. The, all the, the whole all, cast, the acting is incredible. Yeah, across James the board. Jane, Jamie, uh, what's her name? As the, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis as the, as Holy the, hell! Like that is she. I, I have to be honest with you. Of 
everyone and Katie, you hit on a little bit already, but of everyone who had to put faith into them, it has to be her because I mean, in terms of America, at least like Michelle Yeoh globally is bigger. I would, I would probably argue than Jamie Lee Curtis, but I mean, in America, Jamie Lee Curtis is a name, you know, she's all these and to be willing to be costumed the way she is costumed and play that (laughs) role is what is, is a testament not only to the casting to the chooser, but for her to be willing to take on a role and being so freaking awesome. in it. And I just the, like the physicality of that character in, you know, there's like a subtlety in various scenes with her. That's great. But then there's also this like Uber physical to who she has to be and the way that she morphs between characters that I just wasn't expecting from Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I was like, no, I respect her even more now. I love that, that look she had when she was, it was also like some of the characterization reminded very much of her character from knives out like that kind of, you know, like, but yeah. she took that and like played with that a little bit and brought the physicality to this and was just so good in it. Yeah. Yeah, and then in other scenes, she's like totally a sweetheart in in the other universes, right? Like it's it's interesting. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is like the action sequences because I do think that the Wayman fight with the fanny pack is like <laughs> w- is like an all timer. It's so good. And then I was wondering what you guys thought about like the end because there's not like. A huge gigantic action it well if on paper it's a huge gigantic action set piece but the way it's filmed it doesn't play like an action set piece at the end of the film it's it's an action set piece without violence that that's what's yeah amazing about it like that it's it's a ballet that's yeah. really what it, it is it, it it is a dance it, it's amazing and the the thing is, like, I feel it. This is something that we talk about. Like Tim and I will talk about sometimes when we watch really good movies. It's like when you watch really good movies, it's hard to talk about anything without being like, "Yeah, that's good." Yeah, because <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. Like it's just this movie is just phenomenal. It it every time I've watched it, I've gotten choked up and I've cried. Like the, this movie, it it makes you laugh and it makes you cry. Like it really pulls at the heartstrings so it's hard for me not to just be like yeah that scene yeah it's awesome good <laughs> well but but that's Go where good. you have to well, you have to give them the credit right and i think you have to give you know this is another example i think of a24 and what they produce sometimes to like subvert the idea that if you have a great a number of great action set pieces throughout a movie, then the greatest action set piece has to be at the end right like that's it's so formulaic and there's some great examples, especially in old Hollywood, that wasn't how they used to do it, right? They they were allowed oh, like, Raiders. Raiders yeah, is yeah, right. Is quieter, the one. Yeah. yeah, right. And but that was an example of that, right? Like doing those pulp, like having a quieter ending. It's like if you have all the pieces, how you arrange those pieces, you know, you're still getting all the same feel. So why front load or back load something? You know, it, it's organic where they are in this movie. And it's like to just try to build something at the end and be like, okay, now we have to do something absolutely crazy at the end because there's going to be an expectation of that. 
Well, we should say it, it is absolutely cr- the end is absolutely but it crazy. Is. But there's they a, deliver there's a, in, it in a everything way that bagel is black hole yeah. that <laughs> that a character is fighting to walk into while another character is trying to grab them and fights through about thirty people, kind of like emotionally easing their pain one by one to get there. It is like nothing else that you've ever seen. But like to, to me, like. It's always funny to me how, like, I heard, I forget who said this, like, the end of the the last 15 minutes of the movie, you need to, like, instill, like, how you want the audience to feel when they leave. And that is, like, what's going to make or break the movie. Mm. And, well, even even in great action movies, none of them just, like, end on an action sequence. There is always, they always try to emotionally connect after the fact in some small way. Like Maverick, yeah, absolutely, which we saw, Brian. Oh, we went to the theater on my what? birthday. Yeah, you know, on Katie's birthday. It's what I asked for, Brian. Yeah, and, and how was it? Oh, oh, it was very side, good. Side, it was, it was very good. It was better than Top Gun. Yes, yes. yes. Well, it was yes. Great. I said it, right. I said it was a. It <laughs> yeah. was a movie. I and I always find that fascinating because they usually shortchange that. And to me, oh, absolutely. That's why I have a. I I don't like movies that I can't emotionally invest in and and i get emotionally invested pretty easily like so if there is nothing for me to grab onto now granted i am not emotionally invested in keanu reeves dog in john wick john wick <laughs> and we do love but, our dogs but that is a character logic but i do like this movie doesn't forget that they can be they they can do some really badass action sequences and bring it all home in the end and give you like everything like I, to me that's what the matrix the matrix the matrix had that right like the matrix sort of has incredible action sequences but it also has like an emotional kind of idea running through it that that I could latch on to well, it's like when Louis Jeffries got hit by the car and chances are, Jim. That's like when you Shut were drawing you in, in same, same idea. You were having a good so, moment. Right? I, I love what you said. I completely agree. I was thinking about how difficult it is as a filmmaker, you know, confronting that expectation of that this is in many ways an action film. We're expecting those like, you know, from the very beginning, we get the the leading of the the martial arts and the kung fu. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're expecting that final showdown. You know, will she won't she kill her own daughter sort of a thing. Yes. And to be able to move through that final scene. With the expectation that the audience has of wanting to see the protagonist take out all of the enemies. Right. Like mm-hmm. that. That's that's the expectation yeah. that you come into. Um, being able to use sound and cinematography and surprise and delight to get not only the same like emotional impact but an enhance like what like what a freaking shock like I mean (laughs) like oh we don't have to like see all the people get beat up we don't we don't have to like blow them to bits with weapons and it can still be satisfying. Like, can well, our society is. handle this? I don't I know. Feel like it's, I feel like it's uh, two other films, like as like recent films and films we've actually talked about um, 
before that were coming to mind when I was watching this in terms of like expectations. No, that would be a good choice. (laughs) Um, Were Promising Young Woman and Midsummer. In terms of like what expectations might have been at the beginning of the film versus like kind of the the story or the journey that the film takes you on and like what it's doing. And I found myself just thinking in a similar vein to when I was watching those two movies. It's like this is is challenging me. It's having me ask questions and it's doing it in different ways than I expected. And it's like constantly as I'm watching, it's changing what I'm thinking this film was. And again, that doesn't happen a lot in like a really interesting way, right? Like Promising Young Woman, like if you saw the trailer and we talked about this when we did the episode, like you had in your mind, like what that movie was going to be. And it's very different to when it gets a revenge movie. It's a 100% a revenge movie. But it's It's, very different at the end. Same thing like Midsummer, which we've all talked about repeatedly, right? Like, and and Tim even said this because he went to the theater and saw it and people were getting up and walking out because they had this expectation after Heredity of what that movie was going to be. But what all three of them did, I think, was maybe the expectation that people had going in wasn't that this was going to be so emotional, like that the core of it. And yet it delivers all three of those movies delivered, I think, a thousand times more than the top 10 movies that will be pushed for an Oscar this year that they'll tell us, oh, this is this emotional journey. We're going to put it through, you know, all this manufactured crap. And all three of those movies delivered more emotion in what they were doing in different and unique ways than a movie like The Notebook or other movies that are like manufactured for you to feel something. And I think that's to me what I take away from this movie that's so special about it. And I think in like 10 years, people will still be talking about it even you know more so than the movies that make the most amount of money in the next five years. Yeah. I, I do think though, what's, what's interesting, kind of just touching on one of the things you were saying about people talking about this in the next 10 years was one of the things when we talked about this on the episode was like, oh man, this is one of those movies that like years from now, people are going to look back on. But I feel like as people start talking about this movie because of how good it was that it is now actually being seen. This isn't like one of those like years down the line, people will see how good it is. Like it's, it's getting out there. It, it is, but I do well think I, what I think Keenan is that it can be challenging to watch a little bit for, for your general for, and I think this is a lot of those a 24 movies like the green Knight and a bunch of these is it, that, you know, your common viewer, you might need three or four years and like four years later, everybody's like, no, this is a classic now. And then some people will be willing to watch it. Yeah. I mean, the great example is something like they were just talking about this on blank check, Jim, uh, is like Goodfellas. You know, they were being like, Goodfellas lost to Dancing with Wills. Like now, if you asked anybody all these years later, nobody would ever believe that. I mean, people enjoyed Goodfellas. It made money and stuff. But now, like, it's almost a crime if you've never seen Goodfellas. And like, I feel like that both those other, I feel like Promising Young Woman, maybe to a little huh. bit of lesser degree, but Midsummer is one. And this is in particular one that I think in like 20 years, anybody who loves film will be like raving. I think about genre this. films that aren't blockbusters, it's hard for them to break through like that. 
Right, especially, like not mob, mob movies. I'm not going to count that. That's well, like, no, but you know what? Especially in the modern context of like, what is a huge plot? You know, yeah, where right, the right. box office and things but, go to streaming. So, what is a you know? Is this this movie has to be deemed a success? I would imagine based oh, on yeah. the budget and all those. Yeah, things. I think it's the highest grossing A24 movie yet. Yeah. So, but I mean, and and we're we're a little bit ahead of the game. Maybe this maybe this wins an Oscar, and we're saying no, it, it wasn't underappreciated. It was it was seen for what it should have been seen for I don't from the beginning yeah I don't think that the problem is going to be I don't think there's going to be a problem I wonder I wonder how widely received I know it has huge you know revenue yeah but like I you know I was just mad I was like are there people that didn't make it through to the end of this film right are there people that got like 40 minutes in and they're like it's Aileen too bad to crazy. Aileen was out after 20. Right, right, right. And because I, and that, like, that saddens me because I'm like, you have to, you have and to in, follow it through to the end because by the end, mindset, it's like, oh, it's so simple. Like, it, it, there is a piece of this story that is so universal and simple the, the, and beautiful. To be, to be clear though, with that though, Katie, like, someone like Aileen will admit it's probably an amazing film. She only watches a handful of films. So she's not a, you know, she's not like, okay, I'm going to go watch Pretty Woman now while you watch this. So, you know, it's not but, like, you know, like, can we imagine our parents sitting through this movie? Like, I, I just wondering, you know, like, is it so this is it? Are the, we like no, on the cusp no, of a, not, no. right, of a shift? And that's, in, and that's sort of. But no. it's also that's also tied to like in their defense. What we have to say is this like, but they wouldn't sit through Pulp Fiction my, either. Yes, exactly. I we are consumed. Yes, right. we no, that's are what I'm my dad would, but my no, mom. I, that's what I'm saying. That yes. it's, it's time, we are the time is going of, to change yes. the way this movie. We are consumers seen. of the content that is being given to us. So I mean, it, so I'm always leery. Like I'm a little bit more pushy on the people who are creating the content and or overseeing it at a time than the viewers of that content. Like we are lucky to be able, and we said this with like promising young woman. Those other things we're now getting stories that people weren't getting 20 years ago. Maybe our parents would have watched those t- stories 20 years ago if they were actually given the opportunity to watch them. Well, they, they, they just, had, no, I mean, in that's some ways not, they weren't. But you think uh, about stuff like Clockwork Orange and, and well, like and there's a lot of things that Terry Gillen made. Yeah. yeah, but people did watch that. But I'm just saying we're also lucky to get more Space of Odyssey. that content. That's, yeah, but that's... That movie is amazing. Yeah. And by the so, way, so, by the way, Jim and Katie, I just want to say this. IndieWire just uh, voted Eyes Wide Shut the number one film of the 90s. Oh, Jesus Christ. 90s. I, so, I do want to, I, I wanted to get in though, because you were, you were talking about uh, the, the, the batshit stuff that is in here. I think one of the really smart moves that they made is like, yeah, there is a lot of crazy batshit insane mm. stuff happening, but they also made a lot of that silly. So you're able to accept it a little bit more because you're not looking at it like, hmm, what is the choice of that? Why is she showing up wearing a tennis outfit and a or, or a golf? Perfectly, outfit? yeah, great point. Like, you know, you 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 you're not like trying to analyze that. Instead, you're just like, oh, look at that. Oh, her award is a butt plug. Like that's gonna come back. Like you know, what? like you look at it humorously, so you don't try to take it too serious. And really, if you do stick around to the end. 
it really does seem like on paper and going back to what we were saying before and what you were saying about how like people reading the script would probably were like, what the hell am I signing on for? And if you like actually try to break down like what you saw, you're like, oh, it's this happened and this happened. Like it's kind of crazy. But if you stay to the end, it is so simple in the way that they tell it that you just accept the silliness and you you can sit there and analyze you can freeze frame every single flash as michelle yao is like going through the different things you can freeze frame that you can you can look at the different things and analyze and see the world building if you want to but it doesn't matter right right exactly it almost doesn't matter just be like not only does it let's move on not only does it not matter but that's the fact that it doesn't matter is integral to the fabric of this movie exactly like Thank you. yeah That's, so like yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not so many science fiction movies do world building and gloss over things and and basically tell you that they don't matter and then you get to the end of the movie and you're like no but that did matter i want to know why x is x because you told a story based on X is X because time travel, right? And how did that not change the space time continuum? Right. And so, but <laughs> this one is basically like, Hey, the multiverse exists. There's un- unknown amounts of different universes because every choice you make splinters the, the, the verse, right? So it's like exponentially insane. And so, like, to even focus on any of them, and that's sort of the point you, that Joy's at in the middle. And we should talk about her as the, as the as kind of the villain of this movie, but not not in the sense of like, I mean, through through three quarters of this movie, you're pretty sure she's like a bad villain, right? Mm. But she she basically comes to the point where she's able to, from this verse jumping, she's able to somehow exist in all verses at one time and see everything right so mm-hmm. it basically makes her life worthless because she like mr manhattan right right Keenan. exactly yeah or you know when dr strange is doing his thing um <laughs> it basically makes her life worthless because she she can't see how any decision she makes anything she does matters it's relevant yeah it's relevant yeah. right and then that's to me the the heart of the movie is that then you realize that like yeah everybody sort of gets to that point in their life where they're like i don't know why i'm doing what i'm doing does this matter does anything matter right Mm -hmm. and then you know i think michelle yo is sort of her character evelyn is sort of has always held the belief that everything always mattered to the nth degree it's just like the two polar opposites right and She's getting to the place where every decision she's making is leading to her path where it's like, it didn't work out. didn't work out. didn't work out. Like, Mm -hmm. but I need to, to do all this stuff. And then in the end, they realize that like, what really matters is that they're going through that experience together, right? Like that no matter what choices you make, if you're together, you're better, right? You're better off. Laundry and taxes. Laundry and taxes. Yeah. And no, that's that's what that's awesome. Yeah, I love the way that they set up the character of Wayman to kind of be the linchpin for their the relationship of the mother and daughter. In the early, like I saying, in the early part of this movie, you think he's such a kind of I almost like a, a wet silly, napkin, a silly like, soft yeah, man. He doesn't it's matter. He's just man. 
he's just he's just this you know a fanny pack yeah he's with a pig with a pig uh, that is one of my favorite lines in any movie ever by the there he delivers like three lines in this movie that i think immediately shoot to like my top hundred lines ever in a movie one i told you the look i told you the laundry's happier up here it's just like the that whole idea of him putting googly eyes on the laundry Uh. and that it's happier up stairs and yeah. not in the lawn oh it's fabulous it, it immediately like on a second watch it like immediately like broke my heart that knowing like his character hmm. then the i the and katie katie pointed this one out the do you want to talk about that that part uh, just the notion because i think evelyn thinks he doesn't care about things as much as she does and or that He's not mm. thinking about things as much as she does, that she's active and he's passive and like who's going to turn in all of the receipts if she doesn't do it sort of a thing. Um, and it's him in the movie verse, right? Is that where he says it that I chose? Isn't, is that who delivers those lines? Like it's, I, it's both of them. It's kindness. It's yeah. going back and forth between mm, them. So yeah. yes. this top one, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing I do know is that we have to be kind. Please be kind, especially when we don't know what's going mm. on. That's Evelyn versus Wayman, like mm-hmm. the the husband. And then the second one is the movie versus Wayman saying, I know you see yourself as a fighter. Well, I see myself as one too. And this is how I fight. And, and in that storyline, she's basically saying like, this would have been a better life, right? Like, this is the life like if we had gone off to america you know like that we would be doing laundry and taxes sort of thing and and yeah. his you know his response to that is like i would have it given doesn't, this it up doesn't, in a second yeah. yeah it doesn't matter if if we were together like yeah what what would have been better than that yeah this this is one of those movies which i which i think te- stands the test of time where you could watch this movie in say college and then watch it at 30, then watch it at 40, and then watch it at 50, and you might be getting different things out of a movie. Sure. And that is, to me, always like, and we've done this all the time on this, right? Like we've talked about, you know, when we were younger, we watched this movie. Now we're watching this movie now. What does it mean to us? And what does this, you know, movie mean to us? That's the sign of something that's truly like an interesting piece of cinematic art to me that, you can it, it's made in, in the interpretation and the feel of it. Sometimes it's great. Like I love Fletch, you know, new Fletch with John Hamm coming out. Uh, I think it looks great. That, like that's not a film that's going to hit me significantly different in the different phases of my life. This is one of those one. I feel like this is one of those movies where you could watch at different points in your life and you you yeah. start to understand other characters in ways that you've never understood them before. And I love that when a movie and- can they invite you to that through Evelyn's eyes. So the use of the flashback in this movie to let us view her at Joy's age, having the interaction with her parents that mirrors the interaction now that she's having with her own daughter and her choosing a different path um, or, you know, or just recognizing like, Oh, here I am. Like I'm doing the same thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's great. It, it it invites the viewer in to see how you would you you are going to take all of these different roles in your lifetime. You're going to be all of these people, right? 
we are a part of this story that's beautiful one one magic trick i think they pull in this movie that i do want to talk about really quickly is the hot dog fingered people oh my god so when that, i'm just so really I, I just gotta be honest i was really disturbed by the hot dog right so the, and that's purposeful like because you love hot dogs no i do love hot dogs i had them for lunch it, today, it was actually. the it, for me, the, the, the disturbing part is the ketchup and the mustard. Yeah, 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 it's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, they use, so right off the bat, you're supposed to be, it's grotesque, right? It's supposed to be weird and make you feel uncomfortable. And then somehow they make it emotional in the second, in the like third act of this movie when they keep revisiting it and they start to tighten that relationship between Evelyn and Miss Deirdre. Which I love that they can just call her Miss Deirdre the whole cookie time. Can, cookie can become Kung Fu. Yeah, Cookie can become Fu. But she, the way, the way that you start to care for those characters with, the, with and then and then you realize that like, oh my god, she still has saw, like hot dog fingers. It's ridiculous. And the cat poster, the cat pictures, and the in piano playing with the feet. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So so good. Yeah. But what does but oh, that's another scene where there's like just a beautiful line of and the the shifting between the verses of like you're beautiful yeah like you're beautiful I you know I appreciate you I see you and the way they layer those scenes so that you can see the ripple effect of what action happens in one verse impacts other verses sorry so good. So, so good. Uh, I get we have to give a shout out because I feel like sometimes we talk about screenwriting, but not a lot on this show. Um, this this is a movie where screenwriting matters. I feel like there's a lot of movies where they can change it in editing. They can improv on set and stuff like that. This is not one of those type of movies. There needed to be a very clear vision, I would imagine, which is hard because it's so jumbled here of how all this stuff is going to work together. So that the construct or the work pre-production on this had to be staggering. Even small things like small details get called back later. Little things like the the creepy guy who's like, you smell like my wife, like (laughs) like that, like that comes back. But but again, like and, and it's 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 like everything is purposeful, but it's not forced either. But even that guy, Keenan, like think about like how they play that character just within like two minutes. At first, you're like, wow, that guy's really creepy, right? And then the next, and that's how he interacts with with Evelyn. And I think that's how you're supposed to feel. Like Evelyn thinks he's creepy, and right. then the next scene, you see him dancing with Wayman, and you're like, oh, he's just, he's just a lonely old man. Mm-hmm. And Evelyn's the one that's bringing the creepiness to the to, yeah. to it. It's I also it's yeah brilliant. I also think the brilliance in this is we're in this we're gonna get this tidal wave now of multiverse yes. films right with with but <laughs> what I loved about this actually is, we might not get one well well Ezra Miller <laughs> might be in jail so we might not but my point is like the difference this is two major releases of multiverse films let's remove the Flash from the equation right. Doctor Strange in the multiverse and this movie. Let's just use these and two Spider-verse. as an example. And Spider-Verse. Yes. Spider-Verse wasn't this year. Right. But my, like my point, Spider-Verse did what I'm about to say much better than what Doctor Strange did. In this movie, the multiverse aspects build the character, right? It's like central to the core emotion of the movie. It's, it's not core about to what, the story. Exactly. It's not about 
what cameo can we get in there? What fan service can we do? What actor that everybody wanted to play a certain MCU character can we get? It, that that was that was part of my issue. This is all about we're going to have multiverse, even hot dog fingers like that delivers in ways integral to the story. Yeah. And that's interesting film. We didn't even talk me. about Rakakuni. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, did you, another one. Oh my God. So oh. it has to be hands down. One of my favorite things I've ever seen in the movie. Amazing. When, so, and then when so, he's doing that, I can't even believe it. It is pure genius. And apparently that's a, uh, that's what's his name's voice is the voice of the raccoon. Did you know it's um the guy who sings Benjamin. what? Right. I thought it was H John Benjamin. No, it's the, no. it's the singer of the, Toy Story song. What's his name? Um, Randy Newman. Randy oh, yeah, Newman. That's right. Randy, yes. Newman. Randy Newman. Yes. Yes. Now, here's my question: Are they? Just, is that like open? Like, did Disney have to give them the approval to that? Because if they'd they say Rakakuni. They didn't. They never they say Ratatouille. She does say know. Ratatouille I, I, at one point, but yeah, I don't think I would be. I would just be really impressed. I was going to give Disney some props if they, they let, let him it do go. it because I think it's amazing. And then uh, one of the Daniels is the fetish guy, yes. right? With the ball yes. gag. Yeah, the the ball gag guy is one of the directors. Yeah. Love when they do that. Um, God, it's just, it's, so the Rakakuni so line. Much to I do. This is my Too other my other favorite line, which is like the one that is such a gut punch. And I think it's intercut with Chad and Evelyn talking. He's the Rakakuni guy, and Evelyn and Joy, which is when he's like Rakakuni taught me so much. I didn't even know. I didn't even know how to boil an egg. He taught me how to spin it on a spatula, and he says, "I'm useless alone." And Evelyn says, we're all useless alone. Mm. And then she says, it's a good thing you're not alone. And she hops up on, <laughs> on his shoulders and starts yeah. <laughs> using his hair to drive him. This is one of those movies, like after doing an hour episode that you like go back and somebody's listening now and you're like, you didn't talk about my favorite part of the yeah, movie. We didn't talk Maybe about the rocks. Like, like there's oh, a lot. The rocks. The there's rocks so is my favorite. Freaking I, I much. The silence the, is so welcome the, at the, that point. Oh. Yeah, rocks. The rocks is my favorite part of this movie. This is where I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is genius. I'm yeah. like, literally I'm sitting here thinking of other things that I saw and I did. And there's the homage to Kubrick's 2001. And oh my I'm God. Like, I forgot about that. Yes. But no, Jim was like, Brian's, Brian's going, going to love, love this. this I did love it because I'm sitting there and I'm like, sausage. What I, no, but what I love about 2001 is it's like one of those, like uh, Scorsese and Nolan, all these guys talk about it. It's like, you sit there and you see something you've never seen on screen before and your mind's just blown. You're like, this is what a movie could be. And then that motivates like other people to say like, oh, crap, Stanley Kubrick did this in 2001. I can go do this. I just feel like this is one of those movies where, you know, like a 20 year old could be sitting there and be like, I can, I can go make the movie I want to make. Like there's hot dog fingers. There's dildo fighting. But, there's like butt plugs. There's like and, and it the thing that works. we haven't said is. Like it is a sci-fi fantasy hyper realistic film, but also family drama. It can well, yes, it can also be explained by all of the freaking bananas workings of the brain. Right? Well, yes, you, you of can like strip all out. of the things of like yep. could one of our children have invented hot dog finger land? Yes. The the drawings, yeah. right? Pinata the pinata people, people yeah. like the the rock people, like they can all 
<laughs> this whole story can also be explained you, as you like a wild daydream. Fever dream. Right? You could also right. strip out all the sci-fi stuff of this. And this would have been a mid 1990s family drama. Yeah, you could just strip it all out and it'd be like the, the mother, daughter, father, yeah. David Lopan. And, and, and that it works. It would, I would argue it just works at that level yep. if you don't throw everything else into it. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I, yeah, I know we're getting long here. So I just want to bring up one other well, Jim, thing. This is the only film you've ever given an A plus. I went back oh, and checked is... during recording. So if we can go. Not even we did Midsummer. About, we didn't even give Midsummer an A plus. Midsummer does a, not we, deserve an A plus. We did, we did almost two hours on uh, cocktail. So I think you could go a little I, longer on this. I read, I was reading an article and basically they said that one of the things that Daniels wanted to convey is sort of like the analogy of like the multiverse and all of the, that and the noise of like what Evelyn has to deal with in this movie is like an, an analogy for the web for like mm. the internet and what, what we're, what we have access to now. I just thought that was real interesting and in how they wanted to kind of, draw a comparison to like the strains that that can put on a family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think it's this like Dr. Strange, no spoiler. It's like your dreams are multiverses, right? Like that's what they go here. This idea is like every choice you make can branch off. Yeah. And just to sit after the movie and think about that, is interesting, right? Because you know, I mean, but we all do it, right? Well, you know, we all do the like. So what would it, what would it have been, right? Sliding right? Door. The sliding door, the sliding door. yeah. The sliding older, door. That's what I think. Like the older you get, that's what I'm saying, right? Like the older you get, the more you look back and be what like, "What would happen if we didn't have dogs, Jim?" Right. Oh, I would come visit man. more. No, but I think I think that's part of like what they're sort of getting at here is that like for Joy, the trap is looking and feeling like nothing really matters and for Evelyn at the beginning of the movie she looks at and sort of like man if I made one different choice my life would be better and um, is that even true or is that no crap? it's not it, well that's, what, that's what I love yeah. too like that idea right like and that premise is used in movies sometimes like well, if I just made this choice my whole life would have been different and I just think the older I get that's that, not just, just movies a, though that's like I think I know people say that, but I just think that's a cop out. That's unevolved humans me. doing yeah, that all right? around like, us, well, which is why done this, my life yeah. would have been like, it, that's just bullshit. Yeah, okay. Uncle Rico's the there a bunch of Uncle Rico's have... in high school. They could throw yeah. a football yeah. 70 yards, you know, that exists all around us. I would say most of the population is living in a world where they think their life would be better if they did something differently. I will say years this: ago. if uh, YouTube had existed when Late Night with Brian Costello started, we would have been much richer. No, we'd probably be <laughs> in jail. We, no, <laughs> mm. I, I do. I do like the fact that they they even have her. That's another like line where it's it's a messed up line, but where she actually does say that to him, like I saw my life without you. It was amazing. It's like, ooh, oh like, yeah, she's like, brutal in, in that, the beginning in of this that movie. Moment, like you, you really don't that's, like Evelyn. You like no. hate her. In that. Uh, I'm yeah. not sure how much. Yeah. I mean, Evelyn is that that's like a whole separate episode you could have. Right. Of in terms of like, what are you supposed to feel for Evelyn? And again, like when you play that her development through the lens of 
it could have either been that she want, went on this wild, epic adventure and mm. came out, you know, the Odyssey, a changed human. Yeah. Or she went through an internal struggle mm. where she played out all of the algorithms and came to her own realization. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, like, I think it's, it's just brilliant filmmaking. It really is. Um, yeah, but that's can, to Evelyn, to Evelyn's like, that's the character. Like if you watch this as a teenager, you hate Evelyn and you can't right. possibly understand in the beginning of the movie, why she is as stressed as she is and why mm. she's doing what she, what she's doing. Whereas if you're a parent and you're someone who has lived a life where you may have to live, you know, hand to hand to mouth or check paycheck to paycheck, that character, you immediately recognize why that character is making the choices. Of course she's making. Well, yeah. I, I would argue if you're like a teenager, probably like, oh, I thought there was going to be more Kung Fu. Like you just, you, you might be, unless you're like a film person who wants to make a movie, you're you like, push the, yeah, you push it to a side. And there's probably a lot of early forties, late 30 year olds who are like, oh, I thought this was going to be a Kung Fu <laughs> sci-fi movie. What the hell is this? I have to have a feeling at the end of this. Yeah. Well, I, I let's not try to offend all of our five viewers. No, uh, our five viewers are more I, involved than that, Katie. They, I they are think, pretty involved. But even to your idea of like the people that second guess, again, I think this movie is remarkably universal. I think it is. The, I but think you have this to, story you have to connects access that to everyone. You have to access it. Yes, and you have to be but willing I to also take think that you have to be able to recognize to that you are each of these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point in your life, slash every single day. Right? Like, I would argue I'm people all of those have people. to be I, I would argue the only thing I would argue is you have to be slightly evolved to be willing to do that, which is like the challenge and not a bad way. And I actually love that they're willing to do that. That's like the thing of if you're going to watch Promising Young Woman, that's not a comfortable movie to watch for a male. Like you have to be willing to sit there. It's not a comfortable movie to watch as a woman. No, either. I know either. But that's my point. Like you have to be willing to sit there and say, I am going to watch this movie and really ask questions about what's being said. And sure. some people just aren't willing. No, and to do I, that. you know, I absolutely respect a filmmaker that's not just making the choices that's going to bring in the money in the box office and give the people what they want. Like there, there is work to be done in this film, right? Like there is no checking your Twitter feed while you're trying to no, watch this movie. No, you gotta put that phone down. You, you need to be down. paying attention. And I would argue, you know, if people watch the whole thing and don't enjoy it slash get it, then they they it weren't really paying attention. Yeah. No, and, Go back and watch it again. And, and, there, and there it is, right? It's like what you're saying about the the comparison to the internet, you know, the argument is that our brains have been doing that forever and the internet and social media have made it even worse yeah. right like our like our brains do that right mm. they don't even need a device <laughs> the device just the, makes it easier that's right? it like, but, yeah, but like it we have that ability right we see her in the meeting with the auditor phase she's, out yeah. she's gone you yeah. know um as a teacher, we experienced that. Yeah. A, and and so the notion of like, basis. it could be that you're dialing into another, another spot in the multiverse, or it could just be your daydream. Your daydream. 
Yeah. I, is it daydream a multiverse? That's a whole in, other in, question. <laughs> to wrap it up, I just want to say, do you think Kevin Feige watched this and as soon as she put the Google eye on her head went, motherfucker. I'm suing. <laughs> I'm suing. No, because this came out first, right? I don't know. I, I think, listen, <laughs> I think that Doctor Strange is fine. I think there's. I think Doctor Strange will, is a bottom bottom third. I, but I think it's. But I think it's. I think it's fine. That's why I said fine, Jim. I think yeah. it's fine. I think in the lexicon of what those films are, I think us being snobbish uh, realize that this is a far superior piece yes. of art than that. Uh, I don't. I don't I, think the comparison can be made because it's like, yeah, one is like I love the MCU. I I absolutely. I know, but and they're different. Them. By the way, that I, means you can't like, make the comparison, Keenan. Not no, that I, it can't be made. Play, listen, I, can play even, different I am fields. not going to say that that it's not yes. even on the same level. It's by like, the way, it's I like being like, okay, well, my son's t-ball yeah. team's pretty good. Playing the Phillies, <laughs> not quite as good as the Phillies. It's like, dude, let's not forget though that was directed by Sam Raimi. I know. I, so, like, I, listen, I really do love it. They're, they're playing in different ballparks. So, I, I kind of side with Keenan here. Yeah. I think I know the question, the answer to this question. What question? I didn't hear a question. King of the Hill. Oh. Or bottom. I didn't ask the question yet, Jim. I was yeah. setting it up for the I question. see what you did there. You're very so dramatic, you're, Brian. I'm, very, I'm trying to bring, you've got to bring some drama sometimes. Dramatic mm. pause uh, or bottom of the barrel. We're going to put this over Thor Ragnarok. Is that, is that, I am. Yes. I know. Well, Jim, we know you are, you've never yeah. given any, but this is, you might leave Katie for this movie. Uh, we know that's <laughs> happening. No, this cemented it. We looked at each other like laundry and taxes. I'd rather do laundry and taxes. With I would you. put this over. I will say this about bottom of the barrel as we get closer to the end of the year. Father of the bride is not that bad. of <laughs> <laughs> I, we haven't watched a lot of bit. We haven't we watched have really a real stinker. A of, we have not we, watched a lot of bad. We, it is not a bad movie. We just it's hate not, it. Not like it's not bottom of the barrel. It's so like, it's not, we have watched so many movies that are worse than as as a this. film. Like the 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 technical aspects of making a film, uh, it is not a bad film. No, it is. Not we great, just hate it. We hate yeah. the choices that were yeah. made. But it's not like it's not. It's not like some of the stuff we've watched through the years. Uh, all right, it's time for a double feature. What film would you pair with? Everything, everywhere, all at once. To I struggle with this perfect. one. Well, can I go? Because you already can said I? mine. Okay. Oh, well, just say it. Doesn't matter. Mine is what? Kill Bill because okay, it just fun. made me think of the first movie i saw with a badass female protagonist who okay. was like kicking some there's, ass there's nothing wrong with that i love kill bill you can always say reference the movie in the episode okay well jim referenced it but it That's was mine fine. doesn't matter <laughs> my mine is the same way like i thought i was gonna be so clever with this one i was like oh i got it i got it and i was gonna say the original multiverse movie sliding doors but jim already dropped the name sliding uh, doors see, but yep, yep. <laughs> doesn't matter i don't you really have for I, me i freaking love that gwyneth going through two different lives i've actually never seen that oh. i've heard it's a great movie have you ever seen well, one day great. with anne hathaway <laughs> that's a similar thing by the way no. I, I recommend that. I actually saw it in the theater. Really. And I, Jim, do you have one? I don't really. I uh, will just then. Pull yeah, one go, out of your go ahead. You go, Brian. You have a Killville volume two. Katie has Killville volume one. Okay, uh, I, I'll, I'll do mine first. Mine is um, it's a very different movie, but just this idea of some of the, like the core emotional themes they were going to one of my all time favorites, Terrence Malick's Tree of Life, which deals with 
I think the core of what they were trying to get here, which is like the the relationship of the parent on the child and where that goes and what that does and how do you get the films in many ways could not be more different. Like Terrence Malick, whereas in this movie, they're having a Kung Fu like fight. Terrence Malick will spend three minutes showing a dove fly like over a building in New York City. So you might be like, where the hell? Tree of Life, if you've never seen it, see it. And just be aware that the first time you watch it, like the first time I watched it, you just sit at the end and you're like, what am I doing? Why did I just watch this? And then go back and you're like, no, this is something that's worth it. Like this movie. I try to give to Jim as yeah, much I got nothing. as possible. I got nothing. All right. No hey, choice for Jim. All right. Time for five questions. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? I lied. Interstellar. You want answers? Uh, ah, nice. Very good choice, by the way. I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Would Why? All right, here we go. Five questions. Interstellar, by the way, is one of those movies that we keep talking about off the air doing because Katie has never seen it, right? No, but there is a similar vibe of like, yeah, there's there's an emotional kind of core to that movie. That and the other here. one, I would say that I thought slightly of this when I was watching was Arrival, which is another yeah. one I think Katie has never seen. Right, Arrival. Great. Yeah, Arrival. Both are yeah, awesome. All right, here we go. Uh, Keenan, here we go. Thumbs up or thumbs down. One could argue the big villain in this movie is an everything bagel. Literally everything. Literally so, everything. Uh, are you a fan of an everything bagel? For the bagel, thumbs down. But everything bagel seasoning, thumbs up. Oh, you're on. Still, are you back on Trader the Joe's? Kick, not eating. You uh, on the Trader Joe's again? I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I. As, since I went keto, I don't really go full on carbs. Like once, I, I once you go keto, carbs, you never but, go back. But but yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big bagel guy. Um, but no, I'll do what I'll do is I will season my Brussels sprouts with everything bagel seasoning. Ooh, look at that. Then I'll throw them in the air fryer. Now, how do you, oh, I air not do that after the colonoscopy. How do you prepare those? After, after they come out of the air fryer, then I put them in the fridge, let them cool down. Then I put Ooh. a little bit of, just a little bit of like a ranch dressing in it Ooh. and I have it as a salad. It's delicious. Wow. This is like a cooking show. The ranch dressing really threw me. That, that really... I, and I use the Marie's, and it's like, and it's just like one tablespoon in a in a big thing of it. It's so it's so it's not like drenched in it. it just adds a little bit, makes it very sad. Uh, we'll share that recipe on our Facebook. Page. Yes, absolutely. Send, send that. Type to it us. out. Uh, here we go, Keenan. Uh, Ki Hu Kwan, I believe. Uh, yeah. Jim probably did it better. Uh, what's a better performance in your mind prior to this film? Are you a bigger Data fan from Goonies or Short Round fan from? This could cost you your life. I'm just going to let you know. Jeez. I mean, yeah, well, I want to hear Jim's reaction to this. Mandy, Mandy is obsessed and thinks that Temple of Doom is better than Raiders. So she would want me to say she's not Quentin Tarantino. I love the Goonies. It's it's data. No, it's data. He's like barely in that movie. Wow, Jim's feels strongly. I love you, Dr. Jones. (laughs) This is like a very strong Jim episode. He feels very strongly about performances maybe uh ken q1 needs to be in every movie Jim i watches. have his headshot up he here right now and i just like, every once in a while i wish i would he i was on the podcast with him rather than you <laughs> <laughs> guess what i know what i'm getting jim for his uh, birthday this year 
a cameo from Kihu Wan. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to get him a cameo. That would be amazing. Uh, Keenan, here, uh, fill in the blank question. The type of universe I'd have the most fun is if there was a multiverse Keenan, what would it be? Very bad question to ask Keenan. So uh, it would be a universe where we, we evolved that our currency is movie knowledge. Ooh, I like that. Like stuff that's actually true or stuff we make up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess you that would that would be that would be that would be he would counterfeiting. Be, That's counterfeiting. He would be, if that was the truth, he would be Elon Musk of that universe. He would be the richest person in the world. Like, what the filmmakers were thinking here. I, I only bring that up because I listened to your Mission Impossible or um your Maverick episode today and you actually brought that up. The fact that I that you, you actually think the director is making this choice, not that you know. What did you think of the choice? Maverick episode, Jim? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I do think What'd we need think to put a moratorium on you saying brilliant and fabulous. No, nah, we'll say it all the <gasps> I time. I finally got you. No, there's a count. No, brilliant is not the same. It's fabu- fabulous, you far listen, outweighs. If you, if you listen to the Maverick episode, it is. I will keep the, saying I'm gonna I wanted to play a, a new game. game. Where, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm should. so no, glad you finally drinking. came around Katie, to it. It's unlike anything you've ever heard yes. on the Maverick. My brilliant. idea was that we have to give you a <laughs> new fabulous. word each episode that That's you have true. to try to That's use. I, and then I you could, have to do something if you well, say I, fabulous well, instead. I could, I could do those. Just give me the word. I would like to live in your universe. I think we'd both be very successful men in that universe yeah. they'd be a fun one yeah. can i tell you uh swiss i would army dress man. like uh the movie guy swiss army man a film i never saw but i believe was a pop adult episode no is that true uh, what's the other one with daniel radcliffe that you oh, he did guns akimbo guns akimbo that's that the one's fun fabulous uh keenan favorite question what's your favorite jamie lee curtis movie trading places <laughs> That's a good Why one. I, I want to say true lies. I want to say so many up, but no, I do it, love it. Really? Lies. Not even Halloween? The original? Uh, so yeah. I have not seen Halloween actually like all the way through. I've only ever really? seen parts of it. And we are going to go see it at the Colonial Theater. Nice. In October. Fabulous. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question. What would the most successful version of you in the multiverse be known for? Anybody well, can answer this one. So first way, off, Brian, I'm a little uh, insulted that you think I am not the most successful version of myself from the multiverse. Well, okay. We you measure success more. in different ways. Keenan. Yeah. Keenan, that's your personal version of success. Uh, but no, I, I had two, I had two of them um, that I don't know about success. I was just honestly thinking of like different multiverses from different choices. One is what if I had actually graduated from York with my recreation and leisure administrations major and gone into what I wanted to be, which was a national park ranger, which that would be a totally different Keenan. I don't know about successful, but the most successful Keenan and the one I think that you were going for is the one where Porchman is the number one A24 movie. Porchman. Actually, this was a trick question. The correct answer is you are the most successful, Keenan, because you somehow conned Mandy into marriage. Yes. Yeah. Trick question. Trick question. Um, That's five questions. Who has a recommendation? We haven't been on forever. I do. So somebody who has a recommendation. Uh, For All Mankind on Apple TV Plus is it's a phenomenal show. It's uh, what Ronald Moore is doing after Battlestar. 
It's uh, mm. like an alternate history of the space program. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Say uh, fabulous, I, Jim, not fantastic. Fabulous. fabulous. It, it's, you can roll it off your tongue. It's fabulous. fabulous. It's unbelievable. It's also not to be believed. <laughs> uh, my, 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 my recommendation is Sandman. Sandman is... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you like it, Keenan. Oh, good. This is okay. This is good because and this has been controversial with some fans of the comic, right? And so it, that's good to hear. No, it, it is excellent. It is... It's If anything, it's fairly true to the comics. There's slight things that they change. Like women it, being cast in roles of men, which we know. No. Wait. No, the, the the women being cast in roles of entities that can take any mm. any gender, any Keenan, that doesn't matter. We know me. people hate that, right? I That's know. It's ridiculous. Issue. Um but no, I, I highly recommend anyone who's even kind of thinking about watching it, please do, because it might not get renewed. Like Netflix is dragging their feet about renewing it because not enough people are watching it. So the more people who can watch it, oh, if watch you are it. like yeah, if you have that thing where you're like, I'm going to check it out. No, watch it now. Or like, just hit play on all the episodes and don't actually watch it. So yeah. it's recorded. Well, they, they apparently uh, part of the algorithm, though, is they do track like how many people start it and don't finish it. And that's, and that's actually good. as detrimental as like not watching it, if not more detrimental. God, I better go finish Horrible Bosses then. Uh, Katie, what, what, what is your uh, choice? Shrill on Hulu with A.D. Bryant. It's outstanding. Shrill. Really good. Just good work thinking about representation and Bryant. bodies. It's good. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, my recommendation is Get Carter with Michael Caine from the 1970s. Not, not Sylvester Stallone's remake? No, not the remake. <laughs> Don't watch the remake. Uh, also, this is a beer from a long time ago, but I would like to recommend Hobbs um, Sugar Moon Bourbon Barrel Aged Ale, which Jim and I words. had. It's too many words. A lot of words. Oh, yeah. Really we did. That you was were about good. to say, I highly recommend Hobbs and Shaw. Starring <laughs> I do not recommend Jason's to watch Hobbs good. and Shaw. It was not good. It wasn't it's even, it wasn't was even so, like fun. I good. No, no. I was so, yeah, I think that's my vision of that. It's like one of those movies I was so disappointed on. And my criterion choice is the before trilogy with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi. Uh, which it has like similar things of this movie in terms of like watch it if you watch it at different points in your life like watch it again and that's it keenan uh of course everybody loves pop adult where can we find you we are on spotify we're on all the things uh i'm on facebook and tim's over on twitter and all that is just pop adult just look up pop adult our next episode which might be dropping later because i'm still putting finishing touches uh jim is a big star of as Ooh. i am releasing oh, what we, we've been doing a new game uh we've been uh. doing deadlands Ooh. and i've been recording all of our sessions so okay i, a lot of I did this before with residuum yeah a lot of editing and adding music and adding sound effects so i've been working on our first episode of deadlands so that will be dropping this week Hopefully maybe. by tomorrow, maybe I still have things to. Well, you got a, you a medical got some, appointment. Some yeah. things to take care of tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I don't know how much otherwise occupied. We'll mm -hmm. Otherwise yeah. occupied. And make sure you get that top five Jim brought up on our group chat. On yes. Uh, and also make sure if you don't, for some reason, 
already. Like, subscribe, and review to The Shit Show, a Shit's Creek podcast, yes. which new episodes are coming, people. Season which I mean, it's for you all. And I gave them to Jim. I don't know if he's <gasps> giving them to you guys. What did he do? They're upstairs. Oh, I you? thought you saw them. Oh, what did yes. you do? With a T. I heard, I heard G-I-F. That's oh, the problem with, yeah. You saw the, the keys? I know, but I was picturing that Keenan had made us oh, into Kenan. like gifts of like oh like I did with the refacing yes, yes. oh I could yes. actually do that's I fabulous I would like that, that. Keenan also quickly plug because I hope this turns into a business Keenan's amazing 3D printer if you ever watch <laughs> commagers I have the the holy grail and the Jurassic Park look at that work by me it's like I'm a meteorologist look at this work right there there's Jurassic Park <laughs> You're very There's, good, Brian. If you're listening right now, Brian is entertaining himself by yes. pointing at things. Much so, like yeah, I, 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 pretending biceps, that, sir. I have my. I, I should have used my pinky. It could have been the yeah. kung like, fu. Uh, you've been doing 3D printing, and hopefully, Pinkies. you turn that into a business. I, I had, I've actually did, been doing more than just 3D printing. I've been designing my own stuff. Like I've yeah. been designing. A woman, a, uh, you're doing weird science. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I have. Kelly LeBrock. He's picking something up. A, a, a bookend that I started. It's for the bookshelf. Hogwarts Express. Yeah. And yes. that's I have the little well, looks amazing. All right. So make sure you check out our Facebook to see that because Keenan can turn this into a career. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, Keenan, thank you. Loved having you. Thanks, I hope the doctor's Kenan. appointment goes well. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see everybody soon. Bye, right, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye, commenters. Bye.